0: devastation and hope in Oklahoma today Tuesday May 21st this is the world I'm Marco Werman President Obama declares a major disaster in Oklahoma we ask what makes the tornado so brutal and why do so many of them occur in the US Also today, the list of officially approved candidates is out for Iran's presidential elections. Some voters are upset that some high-profile candidates are not on it.
1: I'm already hearing people saying, well, you know, we are not going to vote this year. What is the point of voting when everybody is carefully selected? This is not a healthy race.
0: Plus, a hacker helps to crowdsource radiation levels in and around the crippled Fukushima nuclear plant in Japan. So I got out a few of my devices and put together a monitor and opened a Twitter account and started tweeting my readings. PRI's The World is supported by Medtronic, now accepting nominations for the Bakken Invitation, a global celebration of patients helped by medical technology who make a difference in their communities. More on how nonprofits can earn a grant at liveongiveon.org. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. We normally focus on news from across the globe, but we begin today's program here at home with the tragic events in Oklahoma. Emergency crews are still combing through the debris left behind by a massive tornado yesterday in the Oklahoma City suburb of Moore. They're checking and rechecking to make sure they don't miss any survivors or bodies trapped below the rubble. This woman in Moore says her neighborhood was devastated.
1: Everything was covered just in this debris it was a mixture of insulation and grass and dirt and power lines had just been snapped and broken and were laying over the streets everywhere it was just it was just really chaotic
0: President Obama today offered his condolences and pledged federal aid to help with the recovery effort Harold Brooks is a research meteorologist for the National Severe Storms Laboratories in Norman, Oklahoma. He says tornadoes are constantly on people's minds in Oklahoma.
1: You you sort of learn to deal with it as you learn to deal with any other threat you would have in life, that feeling of, you know, we've seen this exact thing before.
0: Oklahoma, along with Texas and Kansas, I mean, this is where most of the country's tornadoes hit. Our program looks out at the wider world but another statistic that may be even more telling, something like 75% of the entire world's tornadoes occur in North America. I mean, this mostly happens in the U.S.?
1: If you look at a map of the world, what you see in the central part of the U.S. is when the winds are out of the south, they're come, They're bringing air from over the Gulf of Mexico. So there's our warm, moist air that we want to have for tornadoes. And the winds aloft coming out of the west means it's coming from over the Rocky Mountains. And bringing an air mass over a wide high range of mountains is the best way to make it relatively dry and cold aloft. And so there's no place else on the planet that combines those geographic features in the same way. So this is the place where most of the strongest and violent tornadoes occur.
0: Now, the F scale that measures forces of tornadoes, it's named for the late meteorologist Ted Fujita. Who was he and how did he become so focused on tornadoes?
1: Ted Fujita started his life as an engineer in Japan. And actually his first damage survey was associated with the atomic bombs in in 1945, when the Japanese government didn't even know how many bombs had hit them what had occurred. And Fujita did his first damage survey and was able to show that it was one blast and that it occurred perhaps 1,200 feet above the ground. And actually the U.S. eventually ended up accepting his numbers as being a better description of what had happened than what they thought when they dropped the bomb. And after World War II, Ted immigrated to the United States and started to work at the University of Chicago and became interested in extreme weather events. And his damage survey skills that he had honed in Japan actually were very, very useful for understanding how winds affected structures. And he just started working on that in the 1950s and developed the Fujita scale by the early 1970s. And it was adopted by the National Weather Service in the mid to late 1970s.
0: And what does Ted Fujita's gauge, the Fujita scale, actually measure?
1: It's basically looking and saying, okay, what was the worst thing that this tornado did? And then use that to guess what the winds were.
0: How were tornadoes measured before Fujita? Uh,
1: before Fujita, tornadoes were measured as tornadoes. They really weren't measured in any way.
0: Harold, there is debate right now, in fact, as to how strong the tornado was that hit more, whether it was an F4. Where does that discussion sit right now?
1: There are about 15 people out doing detailed damage surveys. The Weather Service was able to estimate that it was a at least F4 yesterday, just based on, on some of the video we were able to see on television.
0: And Harold, I mean, given what you said earlier, just how tight... Uh,